It seems like every day we have conversations with frustrated leaders who are simply not satisfied with the results they are getting. And when we dig in a little to get a sense of what might be going on under the surface, we find a common dynamic. Chris explains. Most organizations get caught up in what they're doing and seeing results around that rather than thinking of the outcome that they're trying to achieve and how they're getting there. Outcome thinking. Keeping the end in mind is a central tenet of Ripple leadership, and it explains why organizations are designed to get the results they get. And we'll jump into outcome thinking next. This is the Ripple Leader Podcast. The Ripple Leader Podcast, exploring powerful leadership from the inside out with your hosts, Chris Hutchinson and Josh Schuler. So in this episode, we're talking about working backward from the outcome, which is another practice in the third ripple around leading the organization. And it's it's one of the practices that, that back ends to this principle that organizations are designed to get the results they are getting. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about working backward from the outcome, what what's what are key things people need to understand about that? I think, I mean, I, at one point, I got a sort of a bad reputation for going to meetings when I was working in inside organizations, not as a consultant. Because one of my first questions was, wow, what do we hope to accomplish at this meeting? I wanted to know the outcome so I could know how to show up and what I needed to talk about. And I would also give me a chance to say, well, is that really germane to what we just said was important? You know, it gives you a chance to redirect. Mm-hmm. And I, didn't, I learned that from somebody who was really good at that. And so that's why I just thought that's a good question to ask. And yet people rolled their eyes almost when I walked in. Most organizations get caught up in what they're doing and seeing results around that rather than thinking of the outcome that they're trying to achieve and how they're getting there. So the difference is like if you're trying to push something that's really heavy, it's very hard, constant effort, and you could con- it's easy to push it off in the wrong direction accidentally. But if you go to the end and the front and pull, it's always following you exactly where you want to go. So that's kind of the mental model that I go. It's like, well, what's the thing at the end that we need to do, whether that's an outcome of a strategic plan, an outcome of a quarterly earnings that we need to achieve, a retention number, or that what are we doing in this meeting? If you think of the outcome and then kind of work backwards from that to figure out what you need to do, it's much easier to figure out how to get there more directly. Now, why is outcome th- thinking, I mean, what are, what are dynamics that make it so hard for people to grasp the concept of outcome thinking? Because, you know, as you just described it, that makes total sense. Well, it's yeah, like, why don't we just say, this is what we want to have at the end, and then let's try stuff to get there but keep the end in mind? That's a, that's a great question because I, I'm i not sure. I have some, some theories or some, some conjectures around that. Sometimes I think it's it's very hard to do both the stuff in the trench and see long range. So if, if I'm going to have to deal with something, it's probably better just to deal with the stuff in the trench, the stuff right in front of me because that's what I'm going to get graded on. And it's also a sense of control. I can control things right in front of me. Mm. Long range feature Mm, not so sure. I've seen. I've been in many, many meetings where they spend ten minutes on strategy and fifty minutes on tactics, because we can control tactics. You know, who do we promote? What do we do? But can we move the market? That's what we want to do. But e. so it, we we sort of don't look at that. We just think, well, we do the right things. It'll happen. Another thing I believe happens is if we don't talk about the outcomes, we can't be wrong. <sighs> So when I show up about we need to push sales because I'm the sales guy and if we don't line up behind what we're doing, we are doomed as a company, which has some ring of truth to it, but that's not the only thing. If that's, you know, it's about getting my needs met versus what are we doing together. If I never put the outcome that I really want, you know, our sales to be, we're at the top of the heap all the time, but I'm pushing for that constantly through my actions, I never get that challenged. 
Because I'm not talking about sales winning over the rest of the company. I'm just talking about we got to make this next quarter's numbers. I don't care what it takes. So when we put the outcomes out and have a really good conflict-laden discussion, we can actually figure out what that outcome is and agree on the outcome. And then all the different methods we use, we can evaluate them, how they're going to go that. If we don't have a single outcome, my method is as good as your method, is as good as the other guy's method, and it's who's loudest, fast, you know. In some organizations, the last person to talk to the boss, that's the one that gets to have their outcome. Hmm. Or their method, in, you know, so they get to their outcome rather than a shared outcome. Right. So it feels like that there's fear and trust that's a, a part of that. I think so. And, and part of it is responsibilities. I mean, I, I've had an organization, and this kind of goes to the everybody's crayon in the picture, mm-hmm. where they had goals that were very compartmentalized. And everybody was meeting the goals, but the organization was not advancing. So the outcome wasn't occurring. So they were changing the goals from what I could be fully responsible for as a section head to ones that I had to share with other people. It was almost mutiny because I was like, look, my bonus is based on this, my performance, my ego, everything's based on me hitting this number. I know I can. I don't need any interference. I just go do my job. Mm. Well, that's not a team. That's a bunch of individual islands. you know. Uh, so when they made the goals joint and had an outcome that was a higher level, it made people have to work together and see the impact and the trade-offs on this versus that, which before that it just happened at, oh, well, that's my result. You know, I, I fulfilled my goals, check the box, we're done. That's not an outcome. That's a method to get someplace. So when we go to the outcome and they come back, my methods might be different, my goals might be different. Gotcha. Okay, so and there's some of it implied in what you just said, but let's do some diagnosis. So I'm in an organization, I wanna know how much I'm thinking about the outcome or not. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that I would know that what's dominating the conversation is not outcome thinking? But so yeah, st- stuff in the middle. So that we we call it, some of these we call them solutions in disguise. Is when you have something that looks like a, a method. Well, it looks like an outcome, but it's not. So if it says more, better, less, uh, lack of, or whatever, those are all solutions, or or they are methods. And when you say, well, more communication, that's an outcome. No, because when do you stop? Which gets to the more is not always better thing. Right. When do you stop? And the way to get that is say, let's pretend you have that level of the more communication. What do you get out of that? And that's going to get you closer to an outcome. So it's sort of like granting yourself the wish mm. of whether it's well, I have more technology or I have better you know, uh, POS sales system or whatever it is. And you say, okay, fine. We, let's pretend we have that. What do we get out of that? Oh, then we have, we have profitability and, you know, uh, our people can enter the numbers really quickly and we don't have to do a double check for inventory. Okay, maybe that's something that's going to get there, but are those all real important outcomes or not? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a way to get that outcome without a new POS system. So when you get to the outcome and then talk about it, it helps everybody figure out how can we get there together. So maybe a warning flag is if, is if someone says, well, hey, we need more of this. Or, oh, yeah. You know, that, well, that what do you get? Yeah, what do you get? That, out of that? What would you get as right. a result of that? And eventually you could keep asking that question higher and higher. Until you get to an outcome level? Yeah. One of the, one of the little sort of uh, techniques that we use as facilitators and, and consultants is it get pe- keep people talking. It sounds kind of silly, but in a way say, okay, so somebody's talking and they'll say, well, yeah, we need to do this. I, I don't have an example that's popping in mind, but we need this and we get this, you know, and if you just say, and then what do you get? And they're like, well, you get this. That's actually the outcome. Now we can talk about that. No, that's it. And then we work backwards. Is that doable? Can mm-hmm. we do that in five steps over five years? Is that something that's going to take 10? You can start examining that. So it's kind of a blend of just in general looking at outcome-based thinking and then trying to figure out how do we design the organization so it's going that way all the time. We're always looking for how do we do outcomes and then coming back to what do I need to do next? 
Now, can you have too much outcome thinking? Yeah, I, th- I think you can. I mean, there's sometimes when people are, uh, they won't, uh, they won't even start to think about like, unless we know exactly what the end result is, we're not going to go anywhere. So, so it's important to note in general, but if you want to have a very specific, I've had this happen a lot, you know, where exactly are we going to get at the end of two days of a team building workshop? You know, I want to know exactly what's happening. Okay, that's going to be hard to estimate exactly, but we can talk about the qualities mm-hmm. that'll be there and then get backwards. And if you, on the other flip side, just say, hey, we don't have to look at the future. Let's just get into action. Typically, people will grab the first thing and start working it, and it may not be the best course of action to get to an outcome we really want. We could be going in different directions. So if we have a shared picture of success that we're looking for, sort of the everybody's crayon in the picture, and that's where we're starting from, then working backwards to get there, and have the organization designed to move in that direction, then you can get to the highly effective results. And I think we could all agree that highly effective results are the aim. That's it for this episode. In our next episode, we're going to talk about making the right things easy. For more about Ripple and Ripple Leadership, visit us online at rippleleader.com. You can order your copy of Ripple and gain access to other valuable resources. If you're on Twitter, follow and interact with Chris at at RippleLeader. And the Ripple Leader podcast is brought to you by the great folks at the Trebuchet Group. Trebuchet Group, a group of consultants that believe their success is a byproduct of the success they help others create. And you can learn more about the work of the Trebuchet Group at trebuchetgroup.com. I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, as always, go out and make some ripples.